what's going down, y'all. When worse come the worst, my peoples come first. When worse come the Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg, and I am here to talk about beer. Oh, so how y'all doing this week? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. And uh, Social Chromatic could not be here this week, but oh man, it is NFL Draft Weekend, so you know we're going to be back next week breaking down our team, the San Francisco 49ers, and their first, wait, second, third? I don't know. They have 11 draft picks, but not one in the first round. Actually, they have uh, their first pick is number 99 overall, and that's in the in round three. Now, there's speculation that they might trade up. Uh, Trey Lance has uh, been rumored. I, I think it's more of media rumors, not from the team. And then there's also, um, I, I just read another article. People were opining that maybe Brandon Ayuk, and eh, whatever happens, happens. I think the 49ers are pretty well off right now, uh, especially with Trey and um, uh, Purdy and Donaldson. I think uh, I think they're good. Now, they don't have an elite quarterback, but they have a pretty good handle on the quarterback situation. I don't think they're going to be trying to trade up for a quarterback, but they might trade up if there's something that they might, you know, plug and fill somewhere. I highly doubt they're going to move up to the first round but because they gave up a bunch of first rounds already from you know in future drafts so you know to get McCaffrey but having said that you know um we'll see we'll see how it is I think uh they feel like this draft is deep and they can get some good value with their three third rounders three fifth rounders one sixth round and four seventh rounders maybe they could trade a couple of them seventh rounders and or and a seven and six and a five and get a four i don't know we'll see so they have three in the third round so i'm hoping uh they get something decent this weekend but uh they they did very well last year they were you know really they they got uh they got crushed in the uh nfc championship game but um you know maybe the ball bounces another way or someone throws a red flag and the game's a little bit different or a little bit tighter. They don't get crushed. But enough about me speculating about uh, my football team. Let's talk about some beer. So today I have in front of me from our good friends over at Resident Culture Brewing Company out of Charlotte, North Carolina. 2101 Central Avenue to be specific I have their Lightning Drops. It's a hazy IPA coming in at 6.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, it's hopped with Citra, Mosaic, and Strata Hops. So I'm already excited about this because of Citric and Mosaic. Mosaic. <laughs> mosaic. And then uh, let's add some Strata Hops to it. I'm intrigued. Uh, can't wait to have this. Uh, Seems like we got a, a little rush of resident culture beer here in Arizona. So I am very excited. Let's see, uh, let me look at the born on date. Uh, it says February 23rd, 2023. Yeah, so you know it's uh it's a couple months old, but 
It's only two months old. They say to drink IPAs within three months, so I'm within that three months. So, you know, it's not a freshie. It's not like a day of, but still fresh enough for me. And that's for my good old friend, Eddie Gomez. Um, so if I sound a little bit different, it's because uh, when I was recording this, uh, my mic took a shit on me. Uh, it started crackling every time I talked. And I tried different settings, tried a different uh, chord. And, you know, through the edit of uh, through the magic of editing and being able to pause and and keep going, um, I was able to do all that off mic, you know, off uh, off the show. And so I'm like, you know, I, I'm going to have to buy a new microphone. So I ordered a new one and, you know, I splurged a little bit. I went a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say I, I didn't have a microphone budget, but I was like, eh, this one, if, if I've. This last one, this one I bought, the one I've been using, I think I've had it for about five or six years and I paid a hundred bucks for it. So, you know, 20 bucks a year, yeah, it's not too bad. So this next one, eh, it costs a little bit more than that. So, you know, it's a little bit more um, than I was, I mean, I, I, I wasn't expecting to buy one today at all. So um, I'm hoping that the uh, it lasts just as long. If it lasts uh, five years, if this next one lasts five years and then I'll totally get my money's worth. And I'll be happy with that. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm a little bit disappointed that my mic uh, went out on me. But, yeah, you know, I had a good run with it. What do we? What do you do with microphones? Like, <laughs> I'm, I mean, just throwing that out there. Like, do you, is there a microphone recycling place? Do I take it to, you know, Guitar Center and then they can, um, they have someone who, who could rebuild them? I don't know. I don't know these things. But what I do know is this Lightning Drops uh, Hazy IPA. Um, it looks, uh, it looks, uh, you know, a goldish color. Totally, you can't see through it. Very hazy. Big head on it. Big head on this uh, beer. Um, a little bit more than I was expecting. Maybe it's because I, I poured like straight center and just poured right in the middle and didn't tilt the glass or anything. You know, I, I've I've read different people say different things you should tilt the glass 45 degrees and then the last like you know 10 percent, you know pour straight down i've heard people just say i ah, just pour it and just let the uh in, in the aromatics come out of it i don't know do you do what you do best and drink beer whichever way you fucking feel like it oh this is good this is really good so I get a lot of citrus notes, of course, from the citric, citric, from the uh, citra, and a little bit from the mosaic. And in the flavors, I'm getting like, ah, it's like uh, there's some some stone fruit in there, and some berries, and maybe a little bit of bubble gum, um, and a slight like earthiness to it. Uh, I don't know if it's it's not. It's uh, it's hard to explain. Um, maybe like a, a mustiness, maybe a, a dank. There you go. It's dank. Just slight, just very, very slight. So most of the, the flavors I'm getting are very good. Like right up, right up my cup of tea with the, uh, the stone fruit and the berry and the bubble gum. This, this, this beer is amazing. It's really good. Very good job by, um, resident culture. Thank you so much. And not that they sent this to me, but just. For making this beer this this beer is fucking amazing so i will rate this beer later 
during my untapped portion of the show. But right now, it is time for some beer news. All right, so the first story I want to talk about is the champagne of beers. I don't know how many of you out there heard, but Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, uh, they got crushed in Europe. Uh, I think it was in Belgium because um, because champagne only comes from France. France. We come from France. <laughs> Have they not heard of marketing and, you know, clever um, euphemisms? Not, not euphemisms, but just, uh, you know, satire. Because, I mean, this is stupid, but... I was like, is this really, really real? Is this like an Onion fucking article? But, you know, it was reported by the, the New York Times, uh, Fox Business, and then, of course, the uh, end-all, be-all of a, a beverage um, journalism, thedrinksbusiness.com. Uh, so, according to the Drinks Business uh, by our good friend Jessica Maxson, I'm sorry, excuse me, Mason, a shipment of Miller High Life beers has been destroyed by Belgian customs officials after the brand's slogan, the champagne of beers, was identified as an infringement on the French Fizz's designation of origin. According to the Comité Champagne, which requested, quote, the destruction of the illicit goods, unquote, the decision was simply an act of being the European protector of champagne and going to lengths to do what is necessary to defend it from counterfeit products. Uh, Charles Gormarier, managing director of the Comité Champagne, said, This destruction is the result of a successful collaboration between Belgian customs authorities and the Comité Champagne. It confirms the importance that the European Union attaches to designations of origin and rewards the determination of champagne producers to protect their designation. Yeah, good for you, and good. Um, you'll be working an extra two years now, thanks to your government. Uh, the 2,352 Miller High Life cans sent from brand owner Molson Coors in the U.S. were en route to German Germany before they were intercepted in the port of Antwerp. In a statement, Molson Coors Brewing Company said, quote, of course, we respect local restrictions around the world, Champagne, but we remain proud of Miller High Life, its nickname, and its Milwaukee, Wisconsin provenance. We invite our friends in Europe to the U.S. anytime to toast the High Life together. Well, there you go. They take the high road. Of course, they end they probably talking shit and pissed off and calling them frogs and all that, whatever, uh, all the other epithets that you can call uh, French. And what a... Do do Belgians have like epithets? I don't know. I have no idea. If they if they do, never heard of it. So yeah, uh, I just thought that was a funny story. The world it's a global story. All right, let's move along. Um, just wanted to uh, say shout out to uh, Toad Man. Um, we will get to your stories uh, next week. Hopefully, we'll have enough time because uh, next week's going to be a long show. But I, 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 what I think might be a long show because we'll talk about the NFL draft. So I will bring your stories up next week talking about the um, the two mergers 
that are going on. You know, what? I'm gonna talk about one of them. Talk about Federation Brewing out of Oakland. Uh, they got bought out by Doka Beer. It's a. I thought it was a um, a Korean brand, but I think it is a. It's a U.S. brand, Doka Beer. They get their name from Dokebi. I apologize to all of our Korean uh, speaking listeners because I am totally uh, mispronouncing all these Korean names. Uh, Dokebi, the mysterious shape-shifting creatures found throughout Korean folklore. Described as playful and mischievous spirits that Dokebi loves to eat, drink, and be in the company of others. Um, it doesn't really say where they are from, but so they they really don't have the, well they have a flagship or they have a um, a main location now. It's in Oakland, but it's weird because they're in Oakland, yet they if you go to the website they distribute throughout the greater Los Angeles area. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. I don't, or and, and they distribute not only distribute but they can deliver too to the greater Los Angeles area. So I don't know. What, what I, but it's definitely Korean, so I don't know if they started in Korea, uh, South Korea, of course, because <laughs> I don't think anything came would come here from North Korea. Um, so yeah, that's a. Uh, this is weird. This is a uh, uh, like how did how did they find each other? Like how did Federation are they are they in the Korean community? Are they owned? Are are were they Korean owned? I have no idea. Um. But yeah, so it's a small uh, acquisition out in the West Coast, but it seems like uh, it's a NorCal, SoCal thing, a little little union. doesn't happen too often. Um, not that they're bitter rivals, but, you know, I come from Northern California and SoCal, you know, they it it's Giants versus Dodgers. You know, it's that whole rival. It, you know, it, it comes from that Warriors versus Lakers, you know, Sharks versus Kings. It, it's it's a sports rivalry. It's more like a, but we come from the same state. So, you know, if, if you guys try to 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 bash, like <laughs> the way I felt like, if um, someone from out of state tr uh, trashes a SoCal, uh, Northern California's might probably would. I mean, I think uh, nine times out of ten would come to the defense of SoCal. So, you know, it's a interstate rivalry and. You know, so it just makes them that much stronger as far as uh, the beer brand goes. So, yeah, we'll see. I've never heard of uh, Doka beer, Doka beer. Um, I've I have had Federation before at the different at the different at the different the beer festivals in the Bay Area when I used to fre frequent them. So, um, yeah, remains to be seen. There's another merger I am going to talk about. I'm going to wait till next week though. Talk about it with Sorcerer Chromatic. All right, so The Mandalorian, season three, episode eight. This is, I think, the most Star Wars-y episode in the entire series. <laughs> as far as, you know, like, all the uh, um, the action scenes, the battle, you know, there's a ground battle, the air battle. Um, yeah, the, uh, the use of the Force, um, you know, Grand Moff Gideon. He's, uh, I don't know why I call him Grand Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, he's like, he looks like fucking Darth Vader. You know, he looks like Darth Vader Jr. Um, so yeah, there was there was just a lot of uh, it's very Star Warsy. I mean, all the uh, the, uh, the I mean even the 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 stormtrooper that 
there's you know the uh, the best guard troopers or whatever you want to call them, the death squad. I forgot what the the name of, uh, what they called them, but they look like fucking stormtroopers for Christ's sake. And uh, yeah, the, um, it was kind of cool when they were leading uh, you know uh, Din Djarin to the uh, um, to the holding cell or the torture chamber, wherever they were taking the mind flare, and then uh, Grogu ends up you know saving him in his uh, in his suit. In his IG, IG, IL, um, suit. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of cool. Saying no the whole time and just <laughs> destroying those, those troopers. Um, you know, I, and I, the whole episode, I kept waiting for someone to, to turn on him because the prior episode, it was called Spies. And they, they didn't show any spies. I mean, like, you know, for speculation was, was the armor like a spy? Was Axe Wolves a spy? But in this episode, episode eight, that everyone acted acted accordingly and yeah so that was great um there was really good uh space battles and of course the tie interceptors were, were going to be no match for um i mean uh the the tie interceptors were going to totally dominate whatever uh fleet the uh, the mandalorian had because they didn't have much of a fleet they had more of a um troop carriers than uh, starfighters uh but they barely uh, avoided those and then you know spoiler alert at the end axe wolves drove the fucking ship straight into the base and just fucking just killed you know you know destroyed everything destroyed the base it's fucking awesome and it turns out uh, moff gideon was not trying to clone snoke which everyone kind of speculated was was happening they were trying to shore up some storylines in the saga but in the skywalker saga but he was trying to clone himself clone himself with force powers that's what he was trying to do <laughs> guy's fucking an evil genius total villain and uh he had the three praetorian guards who uh took on uh din and grogu and uh, you know happily uh din and grogu won and uh, then they had the match or the match the the, the show showdown with uh, din and moff gideon and bo katan came and um the, yeah the dark saber was destroyed and then at the very end it looked like you know when axe i thought they were going to escape i thought they were going to be able to get out with their jetpacks but little too little too late and axe wolves drove that fucking or rode that or crashed the uh the cruiser into the uh into the, the into the base and you know they, they didn't have much time to escape so it was funny when Bo-Katan put up her little mini shield like what the fuck is that gonna block it's gonna block one blaster bolt it's not gonna uh shield you for from you know the the thermal event that's about to happen but then Grogu steps up uses his his force powers to uh create like a force field around all three of them and they all survive um then at the end they have a ceremony um you know uh uh recognizing their their contributions and din jaren um adopts grogu and so now it's din grogu <laughs> so like a lot of uh, a lot of cultures out there their um the first name you say is actually their the family name is uh, is the first name um not like our culture where our family name is our last name so anyway i liked it there was a lot of plot i i watched the nerd channels the you know there was even one channel saying, you know, how, how bad it was. I understand. Hey, if you have your criticisms, cool. I fucking loved it. 
I thought it was good. I thought the season was great. Um, yeah. So if if you don't believe, if you don't think it is, that's fine. That that's that's your uh, that's your opinion, and you're entitled to it. But I liked it. I thought it was fun. And uh, who knows what the the next uh, Mandalorian series is gonna bring? If it even if they even do it, who knows? So. I think the next Disney series, the, the next Star Wars Disney series is going to be Ahsoka. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm not too super excited because, you know, it. who knows uh, how that show is going to go. But I think everyone's excited because uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn's supposed to be in it and he's supposed to be some badass. So I'm kind of intrigued. I'm, I reserve my judgment because uh, I haven't seen Grand Admiral Thrawn. I know he's been in the animated uh, series, so you know I'm kind of excited because of the uh, everyone else's excitement. And but I have no idea what's in store, so that's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good watch. Uh, so stay tuned for that. All right, so this lightning drops by Resident Culture Brewing Company out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I love this beer. This is a great beer. I'm gonna give this a 4.5. I know we can do tense now, but eh, 4.6 seems like a little too high. 4.4 doesn't seem like it does it enough justice. 4.5 on Untapped. Let me see here. So search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us, and we'll friend you back. So lightning drops. Ing. Uh, okay there it is and oh so it has an overall rating right now 4.05 oh and one of our friends have rated it at 5.0 and it's our friend rachel Birkowski. uh she gave it a 5.0 she purchased it at uh bottle shop 48 um no comments though she just gave it a five so she says it's a five i say it's a 4.5 you know it's a damn good beer so let's see here. I'm going to check in. Give it a 4.50. I don't I don't know why I even got this stupid fucking Fakakta. Um, whatever they call it, the inside of the untapped inside. Oh, excuse me a second. I'm so upset I need a drink. It really makes no difference. I haven't noticed any any professional gains or even personal gains because of it. Whatever. So I'm going to say it is um, sweet, stony goodness. All right. So save and check in. Let's see if we got any stinking badges. Ah, you know, hop in the spring. Uh, hashtag NC beer. And middle of the road, level 53. That's 265 beers with an ABV greater than 5, but less than 10. Try 5 more for level 54. Alright, that might be our, our biggest segment right there, because most of the beers that we try are right in that range. A lot of IPAs, and a lot of IP, regular old IPAs land within that range. Alright, so that's all I have for you. Nice short show for you this week and next week. Hopefully Sorcerer Chromatic and I can link up and do a full show for you. 
And I can't wait for the NFL draft, even though my team isn't drafting until the third round. I'm still intrigued, and I'll still probably watch the top 10. So I got to go to bed. It's Thursday, April 27th. It's about uh, 8.30 in the morning. Um, just trying to wrap this up so I can uh, post it and then go to sleep so that I can get up and watch the uh, at least the first eh, maybe 10 10 to 12 uh, rounds of the draft um yeah and then uh, then go to work and then start all over again so thank you for downloading yet again another cold brew podcast this is greg and on behalf of sorcerer chromatic we'd like to wish you cheers until next time <laughs>